And this is really a mechanism in Edios about all kinds of testimonies that were given. But he's testifying here, it's brought down because of several tekonas that we see at the end of the Mishnah. So he gave testimony of You know, if a man marries off his young daughter under the age of 12, it's a kedushin de oraisa. So let's say he marries off his young daughter who's a chereshis, let's say a girl who's deaf and dumb, who's not considered to have seichel, but she's, it's a marriage anyway, because you don't need her seichel. She's, a, she's like a under bat mitzvah. And she's here by Yosef Begut. Now, if he gives her a get, let's say the husband divorces her, she doesn't even understand what's going on. It's okay because the father can accept the divorce for her. Um, as long as she understands, she she leaves. In other words, that she gets to get the Arisa, even though she's, uh, e- even though you say she doesn't understand what's going on, doesn't make any difference. I mean, I told her she doesn't have to understand. Bismana said, we know after the Chem Ben Gershim, you can't divorce a wife unless she consents. And a girl like this is not considered to have any, to be able to consent because she's not a bardas. She doesn't understand what's going on. But if the marriage was at the time of the, of the before the Takana of, um, uh, before the, 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 the way we live now, where there's no, before the Takana of Rabbeinu Gershon, that you were allowed to divorce her against her will, you don't need her consent. So therefore, uh, if she was married off by her father, which is a marriage of rights, so you can give her a divorce because you don't need her consent. Similarly, let's say here, we're not talking about a father married off his daughter under the age of 12 or execution to Risa, where a young girl did not have a father anymore, or he had married her off once before. Father has nowhere over just to marry her off. And let's say her mother or her brothers or older, the older siblings in the family married her off. It's only execution drop on them. And she's married to a coin. Can she eat truma? Yes, she can eat truma. She can eat truma. Which kind of truma? Truma drop on it. Not a truma del raisa, like truma del rabbanan today, where it's not a truma del raisa, because hey mamru, hey mamru, they made, they said it's a good kedusha, and they could say what we consider to be truma, she's allowed to eat. Then mesa, and if she dies, bala yarsha, even though in a Torah it's not a marriage. We're talking here about a man who marries off, a, who marries a young girl who doesn't have a father, so it's not a marriage del raisa. Still, she can eat truma drabbanan, and also he inherits her, like. Like the, uh, if, a man, if a woman dies normally, a woman's married to a man and she dies, the husband inherits her. Menatora, the husband, over here, it's not a marriage to Raisa, but the Rabbanan considered it to be a marriage to Rabbanan. They say, okay, he can, they, they can also assign her assets and give it to the husband. So the husband inherits her as if it's a condition to Raisa. Okay, so those two things are brought down because he gave Adis, but he gave Adis about these last two things. These are what we call takonas, what we said are um, the things that are for the benefit of of either society or particular things, as we'll see. A beam that was stolen, took a big beam, and the beam was what kept the house up. A big beam that was stolen, they built it into a big house. So now the guy wants to do tshuva. Guy stole a big beam from the lumber yard, built a house around it. Now, in order to do tshuva, he has to return the beam, right? He has to return the But if he returns the beam, he's gonna lose his whole house. So he said, we'll see what Basil said, that what you do is he could pay cash for it instead. Keep the beam, otherwise he'll be uh, discouraged and deterred from doing tshuva. I, I have to wreck my whole house to do tshuva, forget about it. So he, he's allowed to pay off the debt instead of giving back the beam. They took on as a as a benefit for those who were doing tshuva. Let's say a man stole an animal, stole a kizbar of sirah, 
Later on, he wants he did some sin. He wants to bring it. He, car, he wants to bring it as a carbon chatas. Shalom, other rabbin. People don't know that it's stolen. Shema chaperes. It still atones for him. They take it on mizbeach because the take it for the betterment or for the benefit of the mizbeach. Now, what's the betterment of the mizbeach? The Gemara will discuss all this. Amar from the beginning of the Gemara after the Mishnah. Amar Rabba. They just show Yochman good girl. We said Amar la'edim. From this, we see from Yochman's edus that what that you can divorce a woman against her will. Meaning, even if she's a chareshes, she was married off by her father before she was twelve, or at any time, she's always considered to be a katana. So it doesn't dafka dafka twelve. Chareshes is always a katana. The father has rishus over her as long as she's not bat mitzvah. So let's say he says to Adam, "Look, I'm about to divorce this woman." In general, we're not talking about the chareshes, but you see, since Rabbi Yochman says you don't need her consent. Let's say he says to the Adam here, I'm about to give my wife a get. If I tell her it's a get, she might start making trouble. Because of Amrullah, and he told the Kansiach Shtachov, said, hey, by the way, please hold on to this IOU. The people down the street owe us some money. Can you hold on to this IOU? And he gave her the get. A raising aggression, she's divorced. Why? Because he gave her the get in front of two Adam. He didn't tell her it was a get. He fooled her. But what's the difference? You don't need her consent. You don't need her consent. You don't need her, her acknowledgement. Isn't that obvious? Again, this man is that you can't do that because you need her consent. But if you don't need her consent, you don't need consent. Just give it to her. You don't have to tell her what it is. Cheetah isn't an obvious man. The same if he told her, if he told her here, take this IOU, he voided the get. By saying that, he effectively, remember, we said before, if a man sends a get and he changed his mind, then he voided it before she was divorced. After, was divorced, after she was divorced, it's too late. But let's say he voided it before. It's not a, a get. So maybe by saying, I'm giving you this IU, maybe he voided the get. Kamash no, we don't say it. In Misa, the butle, if he was going to void it, Adam happy he would have told the Adam that I'm voiding it. The reason he told her, I'm giving you this IU is because he was embarrassed. He didn't want to say, I'm giving you this get. That would have led to a little bit of a fight. Always better to avoid it, to avoid the issue. And, uh, you know, he pushed her off and said, I'm giving you an IOU, but it was really the get. So again, this would not work today because today we say that's not considered a get. You can't get the divorce, but Menatora, it would be a, a valid get. For example, um, you know, like if let's say a man would forcibly give his wife a get today, just, just you know, thinking out loud, um, you're not supposed to do that. Chemen Gershom. Okay, so what do you want to say? It's not a get, right? It's not a get. Okay, because but Menatorah is a good get. So if let's say she committed adultery subsequently, maybe you wouldn't kill her. Wouldn't kill her today. We wouldn't kill her anyway. We don't have the best, we don't have the ability to kill her, but presumably you wouldn't kill her because Menatorah, she was really divorced. All right, so the first case was if the father married off a Choreshes, who is always considered deaf and dumb, no matter what her age is, it's a condition to rice if the father has Rishus over her. What about um, a Ketana who was married off by her mother or her, or her brothers, and it's not a condition to Raisa, but they said Rabbi Yochum Gura testified that she could still eat Truma. What kind of Truma? Truma Drabonah. She can't eat Truma to Raisa, because in Raisa, she's a Yisraelis. She's not really married to a coin because it's only Kedusha Drabonah, but she can eat Truma Drabonah. And her husband also inherits it. Now we say over here, a in the same situation would not eat my time. What's the reason? You say over here, all of a sudden you say, if she's a Ketana, Bas Israel, where, or, where it's only Kedush Rabbanan, she can marry a Kohen and she can eat, she, she, she can eat Shomad Rabbanan. 
and why not a Chareshes? He started talking about a Chareshes who was married off with the condition Del Raisa, that she she means that she goes out with a get, even against her will. So why all of a sudden did he switch talking about a Ketan? What about a Chareshes? A Chareshes would not eat. My time. We're afraid. If you say that a Chareshes, a deaf and dumb girl, can eat shroom if she's married to a coin, we're afraid that maybe if her husband is also a Chareshes, meaning it's not a Ketan Del Raisa, he can't be, he doesn't have the ability to marry, he's not a Bardas. We're afraid he'll also give her Shuma. So what's wrong with that? They're both considered like Tanim. A Cherish or a Choreshes are both, they're, they're both considered uh, to be um, without Seichel. And uh, it's like a cotton. And if you eat an Avelis, uh, you know, so you cut an Avelis, not the end of the world. In fact, you don't, there's a Shalu where the best is supposed to stop meeting or not. So what if they, what's the best thing? Because we're afraid. A Cherish marries a Pichas. Let's say a Cherish marries a Pichas. A person who's deaf and dumb, a man who marries a Pichas, is not really a marriage, and he's a Kohen. Not really marriage to Raisa, he doesn't have the ability because he's not considered Bardas, and he might give her Truma. Now, she she is a regular Israelis. She can't eat Truma. She's not really married to the Torah. So it's Velecho, but Truma, why can't she eat Truma Drabonan? It's only Drabonan anyway. It's not really a Daraisa. We're afraid. All this is one big Zerah. We're afraid that she'll eat Truma Daraisa. In other words, the reason why a Choreshes who marries a Kohen, she cannot eat Truma, even Truma Drabonan, because we're afraid that a Cherish may come to give a Pictus, who's a Bas Yisrael, a regular adult girl, we might, she might come to eat Shuma de Oraisa. And if she's not really married, uh, because her husband's a Cherish, she can't really perform a proper marriage, uh, she would be forbidden to eat Shuma de Oraisa, and therefore it's forbidden. So those two cases were brought down because of the aidus of the last two cases that Rabbi Yochum and Gudduah testified about things that involve a benefit to society in some form. So the next case was an obvious case, the case of the bean, where it's a benefit for uh, for Bali Chuba, that if he stole a large beam and he built the house around the beam, in order to return the beam itself, you'd have to wreck the whole house, dismantle it. So, so that's like Tan Rabbanan said. So the rabbi said that don't return the beam, just return its cash value. Tan Rabbanan doesn't matter. Shabbat, let's say you stole this beam and you built it into a house. Shem says, dismantle the whole house. Kula If you're going to do chuba, you got to return the whole thing. Just pay for the payment, the value of it, to encourage people to do chuba. If you tell them you got to return the beam and therefore you'd have to dismantle and lose the whole house, he might be deterred from doing chuba. So therefore to encourage chuba, that's the Shabbat. That's why this mission is here. And that's why the first two cases are brought down because these were all things that Rabbi Yochum and Gugu gave to about. And, the last, and this third case is a case where there's a takana, there's a benefit for, for Bali Chuba. The last case in the mission was Chatzagdula. If a man brought a carbon Chatz, he was a Chayv Chatz for some sin, but his animal was stolen. So what do we say over there? He says, it's Machaper because of Tikan Mazbech. What do we mean over here? Amar Ula. Var Torah, Benoda, Benoda, and Machaberis. Menat Torah. Whether you knew about it, that it was stolen, it's not machaper, my timer. He stole this animal. The guy was bringing the carbon for a particular sin, you know, for a chata, for the sin that he's bringing, thing that he's bringing atonement for. But he he stole the animal, right? So he or he's dealing with a stolen animal, whether he stole it or somebody stole it, but he's got a stolen animal. So it's not really machaper. Why yish kedilakani? Yish alone. We're going to talk about that in Mishnah Nezikin. That giving up alone, you give up, you you abandon the item, you give it up. That alone is not Kohen unless you change the possession. So over here, he's got to like change, if he would sell to somebody else, maybe, but let's say he stole the chata, he stole this animal himself, Yish alone is not requiring shape. You can't bring somebody else's car, somebody's out for, for your atonement. It's not yours. You can't bring it as a carbon. 
Why, so why did the Chum say that if it wasn't known about it, it's Mechaper? So the Ekonim should not be sad. Because if you say that it's not Mechaper, it comes out that they brought this animal as a carbon. Chatos, the Ekonim eat. Turns out they eat Chum Bazara. It's really Chum, it's not a carbon. He had no right to be Mechaper as a carbon. It's not his. You can't be Mechaper as an animal which is not yours. So really, yeah, and, and, the, and the original owners uh, alone, his Yish alone does not give the uh, the robber, the the, burglar, the robber in this case, the ability to own it. So he doesn't really own it. How can you bring a carbon, something which is not yours? You can't be mocked to shit. So really it doesn't work. But the rabbi said, if it's not known, it's machaper. Why? Because if you say it's not machaper, it comes up with the konim eichlum bazara. They're going to be sad. Um, and uh, they're not going to bring it. We learned, you say, the reason why the rabbi said that it is machaper is so that the konim shouldn't be sad. The reason the mission is brought down is because it's a benefit for the Mizbeach, something with the Mizbeach, not with the Karnatan, or Malam. No, keeping the Karnam at Savim, since the Karnam are said, Nimsi Mizbeach Bothel. What happens? The Karnam don't want to bring Karbanas anymore. Why? Because they say, maybe this animal stolen. Do we have its whole, uh, do we, you know, do, 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 you, do you bring all the, the, the uh, paperwork showing that how you bought this carbon, how, how it was bought, that it was, some, maybe it's stolen. And if it's stolen, we're bringing Chum Bazar, we're eating Chum Bazar. You know what? I don't want to work anymore in the base of Mikdash. We're afraid of that. That's called the Nimsa, that's the Mizbech bottle. So for the benefit of Mizbech, we say that if it's not known that it's stolen, it's known that it's stolen, they'll refrain. They won't bring it. But if it's not known that it's stolen, we say that he's Yosef with that. Rashi says, what do you mean? But, um, you know, the guy himself really didn't get a kapara. The person who sinned, he did, it wasn't his animal. How could he bring it? So Rashi says, you know, uh, I would have said also, like we'll see on the days, we see in many places, Hefker, Bess, and Hefker. <coughs> in this particular instance, in order to be for the benefit of the Mizbeach, the Chacham could say, even though it's stolen, and technically the robber doesn't own it, we're going to give it to the owner so that the Kohenim should not uh, be deterred from, from uh, bringing Karbanos. Otherwise, they're going to be afraid. Maybe it's stolen and we're bringing Chum Bazar. That's all the opinion of Ula who says, Torah, whether it's known or not, it's not Machap, it's not his. Now we have another opinion. We're going to talk about Tos to get into the whole discussion of here about Yish Kedi, Yish alone, is it Kohen or not? But he says Yish Kedi is Kohen. Whether you knew about it or not, the guy gave up. In other words, the guy who was stolen from, presumably, in, if, if the, if the uh, guy who was stolen from the Nigzal gave up on it, uh, then it's really his. It's the own, now who owns it now? The robber. And therefore, he brought a carbon. And Nechnami might say it's Mitzvah Baba Veira. Okay, that's a dry, that's an Isidrabban and Mitzvah Baba Veira. But Menatora would be Machapur, would atone for My time, Yish Kedi is Kani. He holds Yish alone, is good enough. The Yish of the Nigzal is enough to give to put it into the Rishus of the of the Goslin. So why did the why do they say that if it's known about it, it's not machaper? People who say the Mizbech is eating stolen property. If it's known that it's stolen, hey, look at that. Look at that chatas that, that, that everybody knows that it was stolen from Yankel, and now they're bringing it as a carbon. That you're allowed to do that kind of stuff. So if it's known about it, it's an embarrassment from Mizbech. Therefore, we say that it's not machaper son. So Mishlama the first opinion was said Yishdi Lokani, meaning technically it's not Machaper, but the rabbi said that he should that the Gazan shouldn't have to bring another carbon. That's why he said Achatas. Why? Because the reason is, is that the Kohanim are going to be upset that they ate. The Chatas is eaten, right? Chatas is eaten by the Kohanim. 
So they're going to be upset that Yeh Chum Bazaro. So we understand because, and then they're going to refrain from bringing carbonos. So because we shouldn't, uh, the whole, they'll be on strike. You know, the whole thing's going to go on strike. Like this country, everything's on strike. So Heinrich Tani Chatos, that's why he say Chatos, because the, it, it makes sense. El Rav Yuda, Mayur Chatos of Ilola. According to Rabbi, the reason is that if people will say that it's stolen, why does it say Chatos? Why say Chatos? Any, any carbon, even a carbonola, which is not eaten at all, is totally burnt. So why don't you say, why do you talk about Chatos? According to Rabbi Yuda, the answer is, let me boy, He's trying to tell you that's for sure. Let me boy, certainly. No question. There's no question. Ola, the call, which is totally burnt. There they're going to say what? Look at the Mizbeach is eating, is, is consuming stolen goods. Even Chathos, the Chayla of Adam, who does Solik wear Mizbeach? Chathos, the only part that's eaten by the Mizbeach is the fat parts and the Dam, right? The Edech Kohanim the rest of it, the meat's eaten by the Kohanim. In other words, even there, the, even so, Gazer Shalayom of Mizbeach, so they made Xavier, even by a Chathos, where most of it is not eaten by the Mizbeach, most of it's eaten by the Kohanim. So they say, People shouldn't say the Mizbeach eats Xalas, eats stone property. So that's why, that's the exact reason for the mission. So we have two opinions here. We have Ula who says that a Yishkri is not Kona, and technically it shouldn't be Mechaper. But if it's not known, the rabbi said it should be Mechaper so that the Kohanim should not be upset that they're eating Chum Bazara and will refrain from doing, from bringing Karbanas. And the second reason of Rabbi is no, Yishkri is Kona. Technically, whether you knew about it or you didn't know about it, it should work. But it's Xavier, they said, if it's known about it, people shouldn't say that the Mizbech has eaten stolen goods. So we say you can't bring, uh, uh, if it's known about it, it's not Mechaper. Tanam, we're going to see Kash is not. Al-Chathos, Lushalon, Al-Rabin, Shi, Mechaperes, Neitikar, Mizbech. It says, what does the Mishnah say? That Rehobin goes gave Edis, on a Chathos, it's stolen, that's not known about it. It's Mechaper, Neitikar, Mizbech. So Mishlam, Ula, Necha. That makes sense. Why is Mechaper, Neitikar, Mizbech? Because as we said, if it's not known about it, and uh, People who the Kornim, it's not known that it was stolen. It, later on, you found out it was stolen. The Kornim are going to be upset. They said, oh, we ate from Bazara. We don't know if it's stolen or not. So they're going to refrain from bringing Karbanos. We understand that. It makes sense according to Ula Buda. If we boil it, according to Ula, the other way around. Meaning, what the reason for the Tikkun Mizbech is the reason why we say that a Chathas Shenoda Larabim, that it's not Machaper. Not that uh, it's just the opposite. That the Kona is, if it's known that it's stolen, it's not Mechaper, so people shouldn't say that the Mizbech eats stolen goods. So it should be the opposite, not because the Tikkun of Mizbech is not when it's Lona the Rabbin, but rather it's Noda the Rabbin. That's, that's the case. In other words, technically it would work. You could be Mechaper. It's all the Rabbin, it's embarrassing for the Mizbech. So say the, the Tikkun is because of the Noda the Rabbin, not the Shalona the Rabbin. Pardon? Yeah, yeah. So the Gemara says that's the Gemara's rule. You can say that's the Gemara's answer. Before. Like, so that's really what it means. It's two sides. Lo no the mechaperes. If it's not known, it's mechaper. No, the ain't a mechaperes. If it's known, it's not mechaper. They take him as bech. When he says shalom mechaperes, he's not really talking about the low note. Uh, low note. He's talking about the note. If it's not mechaper, if it is, if it's known, if it's known to the robin, people know it's stolen. That should not work. Yeah, menatora would work, but if you made a takana, that if it's known that it was stolen. We don't want to let that work, and we're not machaper. The, the Gazan has to bring another carbon. They can mizbech because people shouldn't say that the mizbech uh, consumes stone goods. Most of Rabba, Akasha, who will see if this is Akasha, or we'll see who's the Akasha. Let's say you stole a carbon, you stole an animal rather, and then you're maktashit. Now, you know the rule is Ganav, a burglar, not a Gazan. A Ganav, if you steal, if you steal, if you burgle, let's say, an animal, right? 
and you're found with it ready. If you return it on your own, you just return it, right? You return it. But let's say you're, you're you know, you, let's say you're motor, you're motor that you, you, you just return it. Let's say though, Adam found you, Adam warned you and they found you and you were found to be guilty. You got to pay double, right? Magana pays double. If he shechts or stole it, he pays dollar a day, depending if it's a shore or a kesef, right? Now, so it says, let's say, let's say he, he burgled it, so that would make him high of uh, double. Then he was makdashit, he was makdashit animal. So the animal that he subsequently shechted was not his, he was makdashit. Then he shechted it, or he sold it. He only pays kefal because he stole it for burgling. He, he burgled it so he, and they caught him red-handed. So he's high of double. He doesn't pay double. Okay, why? Because what he what he slaughtered or sold was not his. It was Karsh. But Tanila, we learned about that. Bachutz, let's say he shechted it outside the base of Migdash. For shechting Kachim Bachutz. If you say what? Like Ula, Sakashan Ula. Ula said, Minatora, Yishkidi, well, Kani is not Kona. I understand. How could he be Makdishit? It's not his, right? It's not his. Of course, Chorus is only for something which is right to bring inside the Mizbeach. In other words, a carbon that you were mak- that you shechted outside the Mizbeach, or you're mocked outside the Mizbeach, outside the base of the Chorus. But only a carbon that's fit to bring inside. Over here, if it's not yours, and you can't be makdashit, so it's not for it to bring inside. So how can you be high of chorus outside? So it's a kashi deal. If you say yish kadikane, so you were caught it. You stole it. You guy gave up on it. You were makdashit. It's yours. It's ready. It's ready to bring uh, inside. You're makdashit. And then what? I mean, if you uh, and you're makdashit, and then you shechted it. Okay, you don't pay dal hey because at the time that you shechted it, dal hey But we said, let's say you didn't shecht it uh, stam. But you were makrovit outside the mizbeach. of kares forget, forget about you. Okay, dal bein you're not chayv because it's kachim. But how could you be chayv kares if it's not really kachim? If it's yishkdi, it's not konit. You're not konit. So number one, uh, you know, I you say how could you? Shouldn't you be chayv dal bein too if you were makdish? So Rashi says for dal bein we say okay fine. Rashi says. Um, it's not good enough to be makrit as a carbon, but not laying hegdish. In other words, for me, makdish it, it's good enough. So once it's makdish and you shechted it after your makdish it, so you weren't, you didn't shecht your own carbon. So you're only chayef kefo. That we can understand. But for akrava to bring it, you can't. You can't be. It's not real. If you're yishkidi lokani, you certainly can't be makrovit on the mizbech. If you can't be makrovit on the mizbech, how could you be chayev kares for shechting it bachutz? Yeah, I got no honors kares. So v'tani lebachutz gavgav yamer yishkidi lokani kares ma'yevedetei. So Rav Shishmi says kares from the brain get kares midravon. Kares midravon, which is strange. What does that mean? Achichula, they laughed at him. Kares from the brain. Mika, who need kares midravon? Kares is only menashem. Hashem. It destroys the person, kills the person. How can you say that there's a car is dropped on him? Amul Rabba says, Gavra Rabba, Rav Shizmi was a good man. Amr Milsa says, Don't laugh at him. Chorus that came about through the Takan of the Rabbana. What do we mean by that? Really, we're saying, if you'll Yishkidi Lokani, that means that you, you burgled it and the guy gave up, but that doesn't give you ownership. So technically, you can't be Makdashit to bring it as a carbon, right? Technically. But the rabbi said, You're a bad boy. You're a bad boy. We're going to give it to you. Why? Hefker, Bezen, Hefker. We took it away from the Nixon. We gave it to you. Now it's yours. You're high. Now it's good. Kachim. If it's your, the Chachamim could say, 
ownership. They can transfer ownership. They can say, as Charlie Hefker, best enough to just take away from one and give it to the other, just not. But here, they effectively took it away from this guy, from the Exxon, gave it to him. Now, you mock the shit, so it is a Kedusha, it is, it is a good Hegdish. It's a good Hegdish either way, in terms of Dalbe, you're not high, but it's a Hegdish being Makrovic, Makrovic, and then you brought it outside the Mizbeah, you brought it outside the base of Mikdash, you're high of Kars. It's a, it's a Karish, Shayyadeh Devray, and through the words of the rabbis who took it away from the Nixal and gave it, ownership, gave ownership rights to the Goslem, then you get, you're going to get Kars for that, for, for, for being Makrov, Kutchim outside. That's what I mean. Because he's a bad boy. So it's not a kasha really on on Ula who holds Yishkadila Kona. That's the famous Machlokas. Is Yishalom Kona or not? Or do you also need Shina Rishus? If the guy would have stolen, in other words, if if it wasn't the guy who's bringing the carbon who's Chayat Bechatnos over here, and we say whether he's Machap or not, if let's say somebody else stole it, and then, it, then the and the owner gave up, you know, gave up. He abandoned it, and then sold it to this guy. Then it would be yish. That would be yish rishinu shus. Everybody would say that. But here we're talking about where the person himself stole it. Apparently, there's only yish without shinu rishus. Rava, um, Rava. Hi, vada. How about it can be boy? Here, I certainly have a kasha though. You're saying that the rabbanon took it away from the goslin and gave, even though yish kedis lokan, he gave it to the god, gave it to the took away from the nigzav rather, and gave it to the goslin. In order that he should be chayev, that it should be that his kachim should be a good kachim, he should be chayev chutz because he's a bad boy. Did they put it in his in his possession at the time that it was stolen? From the time that he was makdashit. In other words, we said if he's makdashit, the rabbi said, you know what, you're makdashit at that point, it's yours, so that you be chayev. So if you bring it kachim uh, you're chayev cars for that. When did they give it to him? Let's say when he stole it, it hadn't yet grown any. Any um, fleece, right? Or it was pregnant at the time. Now, when you sell an animal, what's worth more money? A pregnant animal or an animal that's already given birth together with the blood? Together with the blood. Not all, not all births work out, right? So an animal's worth more if you're selling the animal and the baby separately. You know, you're selling them together as a package deal. They go together. Or do you sell the pregnant mother that's worth less? So here's enough for me. And also, what's worth more, an animal that has fleece or an animal without fleece. So we say like this, if you give it, if they gave it to him at the time that it was stolen, so then who gets the fleece? The fleece grew in his rishus, right? In the Gazan's rishus. And also the baby was born in the Gazan's rishus. You say, my, uh, so when did they give it to him? My nefkamino, he's a sevel to sev. My, hadram rabbin, rabbin said, in other words, they only gave it to him at the time he was makdashit. Later on, after, let's say, the mother gave birth, because the chathas is a kisbar a seer, gave birth, so he only gave the mother, not the child. You know, the, a, a pregnant uh, a pregnant animal is worth more than one that's not pregnant at all, right? So uh, the time that, if they gave it to him when he was makdashit, then the, let's say the baby was already born, he doesn't have a baby, or uh, at that point, uh, the fleece was already removed. Rosh says, with nei hegdash. Uh, and before his mind, so he wouldn't have to pay. Uh, he wouldn't have to pay if, if they gave it to him before he was makdashit. Then he's entitled to that stuff. It grew the fleece grew in his rishus, and they was one of his rishus. He would only have to pay the. Uh, um, you only have to pay the um, 
what it was what a what a pregnant animal is worth, not the value of an animal and the baby. So uh, so what we're saying here is is that that um, he'd have to pay. It, it, it was given to him when the, the when when was it given to him? It was given to him. The chacham gave it to him only at the time that he was makdashit, so he shouldn't get the benefit of the of the uh, fleece and the and the baby that would be uh, born. Another, another, we'll see a takana that came up where this is at the time of the, the May takanas. Uh, at the, uh, at the, was we're going to see about the, um, at the time of the Chorban Beis Migdash, this is all fitting that we're learning this during three weeks, that at the time of when the, uh, when the Titus and the uh, Romans uh, killed the Jews and destroyed the Beis Migdash, etc., there weren't Sekrikan. Sekrikan were the, uh, these uh, bandits who went around with permission to kill the Jews. They would say, give me your property, we're going to kill you. And they killed the Jews. So, it sounds like there weren't these bad guys. After the war, after the war, then there were bad, which sounds a little bit strange. It's not because at the time of the war, then they were more uh, more stringent with the Jews, right? They, were, they, they had more freedom to kill the Jews. So, tomorrow we'll explain this. Kesa. Now, let's say, so these Sikrikim were people who took the Jews' property because the Jews said, okay, uh, give us your property, we're going to kill you. So they gave them the, they gave them the property and they, and they uh, sold the property to these Sikrikim at a discount. So, okay, so look, let's say, so let's say now another Jew came and bought the field from these Sikrikim who had taken it away forcibly at a reduced price from the Jews uh, because the Jews, uh, you know, gave, sold them their property, uh, you know, un, in distress. Uh, under you know they were under, uh, under duress they sold it to them under duress um, you know because they would have been killed otherwise so let's say now a Jew bought from a secret then he but okay I'll tell you what I bought it from a secret at a discount now I'm going to buy I'm going to pay you also some money for it mechabatel it's no good because the guy didn't really want to sell it to the secret he was forcibly he, he was forced to sell it so that's not a good sale because he had no choice. Let's say though the Balabais, you bought a field from the Balabais, let's say you went first to the Balabais and you sold it and you bought it, you paid him for it. It's in the hands of the Sikrikan now. When you first went to Balabais and paid, I like that piece of land, I bought it, paid the Balabais and then you paid the Sikrikan, then it's a good kind because then the Balabais, when he sold it to you, said, okay, fine, I'm, I'm willing to sell it to you. If you already bought it from the Sikrikan, then, then, then you, if you pay the Sikrikan for it already, then the Balabais feels he had no choice. So it's not a good sale. But if he if he bought it first from Balbais and then and then bought it from the Sikrik and it's a bail sale. Similar thing, let's say there was some property that was designated for the Ksuba of his wife. And that's if he divorced or, or died, he was going to give a certain piece of property. Now this man, uh, somebody went to that piece of property, they went to the husband, and the husband sold it to him. And then the wife said, Okay, I'll I'll go along with it. I'll I, I go along with the with the sale. Uh, that's not a good sale, because she only did it in order to maintain peace in the house. Let's say, though, the woman herself sold that piece of land that was designated for Ksuba. If she went and sold it, and then, he, then the husband went and also sold it, if she even sold it first, because she wanted to sell it. That was all in the first mission that we learned about the Sikrikim. Later on, the Bezin said, If you buy from the Sikrikim, we'll see what the Bezin Shayim, we'll see this on the Gemara. If you buy the Sikrikim, you give the owner a quarter, meaning a quarter of the total uh, of its value, because they reduce it. It's really a third, a third of what they bought the Sikrikim, what the, the Sikrikim paid for it. You add a third to that, which is a quarter of the whole amount. 
Why? Because it's understood that secretion discounted by a third. So they take a third off. In other words, uh, uh, they take like a quarter off and and give them like uh, what like like uh, you know they discounted by by uh, a quarter of the total. And uh, therefore, whatever they pay, a third of what they paid is what you was what you give to the bottom, and that's good enough. If the owner didn't have the rights, it didn't have the ability to buy it back and sell from the secretion after they took it away from them. But if the owner himself has the ability to do it, he has to get, in other words, the right of first refusal goes to the owner. If the secretion took the property away and they paid for it at discount, Later on, uh, when if the uh, you took the Sakrikan to court, as we'll see, there was a time when the Sakrikan didn't have the ability to take it forever. You can go to court and sue and sue and get your property back. If the owner could get his property back, he's entitled to get his property back. In other words, he, the money that he got, he would add a, whatever he got, add a third of that money, which would be a quarter of the total, and pay and get it back. If he if he didn't exercise his right, then anybody could go and uh, and and buy it back from the Sakrikan can buy from the Sakrikan. And and pay like we said, pay that quarter to the owner, and then things are are straight are straight away. Rabbi Hosha Bezin Benim they parsha im shasa b'tesekrikin shnei masachodes. He set up a rule like this: if the sekrikin had it for twelve months and the owner did not exercise his right to buy it back, call Whoever wants to come can come buy it. In other words, you shouldn't exercise. You shouldn't go buy it back from the sekrikin. You should give the owner twelve months to, a chance to get it back. If he didn't exercise his right within 12 months, then anybody can go get, get it back. And they discount it by a third. So therefore, you, you pay the secretion what they paid for it and and uh, you're, because they took it forcibly and you add a, a quarter extra, make the whole, to be from the whole value of the property, you give that to the owner. So first we, we have a question of the mission. The mission said, at the time of the war, there weren't Sikrikin. Later on, there were times of Sikrikin. There weren't Sikrikin. In other words, there were no, apparently sounds like these bandits didn't exist. Afterwards, there weren't, things settled down after the war. means like this. It means that they didn't judge the rules of the Sikrikin. What do we mean the rules? The Romans, they, had, they sent out three decrees. The first Zayr at the time of the war was called Lokotolik Blue. Whoever doesn't kill a Jew, if you have the ability to kill a Jew and you don't kill him, we're going to kill you. And I kill or be killed. Kill this guy, kill the Jews, be killed. That's the worst that That's the real bad secretion. Mitziasa, and then the and then the Jews would try to get their buy their lives back by giving up their property. Mitziasa, the middle decree was called the Kotalaisia Bazuze. Whoever kills a Jew pays a fine of four Zuz, like a very small amount. Kill a Jew, it's only going to cost you four zoos. Or so some Farshim say that you'll get four zoos if you kill a Jew. But Sraisa, the last one was called the Kudlik Lu. No more murder. If you kill, you're going to be taken judgment. You can't kill the Jews. Right? In the first and the second cases where they were allowed to kill the Jews, keeping the Kudlik, since they would have been killed, Agav Ansei Gomar Umakte. He says, listen, the Jews are going to say, listen, he has a right to kill me. Right? Either the first Akana or the second Akana. Either it's going to cost him four zoos. Or he's going to be rewarded, you know, for, for killing me. So in a case like that, he says, I'll give my, my property to save myself. Asraisa, but the last account, we said, you can't kill Jews anymore. If you kill Jews, you're going to be taken to court. You're going to be killed. And the last account, Amri, Then the Jews said, listen, if I'm not going to be killed, he's not allowed to kill me. He's coming in, he wants to pay me. He's forcing me, so to speak, like protection, you know, either sells the property or, or else. He says, he's not allowed to kill me. Okay, I'll take the money now. I'm not going to fight with you. I'll get you. I'll go to court tomorrow, and I can get it back. 
That was after the third decree that they weren't allowed to kill a Jew. So that's what you mean over here. There was no rule of Sikrika, meaning you weren't, be able, you weren't allowed to get your property back. They were going to kill you at the time of the war. But after the war, when they weren't allowed to kill you, then there was a Din Sikrika. What is a Din Sikrika? Must that the Sikrika took away the property from you, you were allowed to get it back. So, but, but how? So if you bought it from the Sikrikan, you were you, you was a stranger, not the guy who was stolen from, bought it, and then you paid the Balbais. That's not fair because the Sikrikan, you know, you got it from them first. He felt obligated. He didn't have any rights. But if you bought it from the Balbais, the Balbais said, listen, I don't want the property anymore. You buy it. You, you know, uh, give me whatever the, the difference between what the Sikrikan paid and, and what, what it's worth. And you paid the rest from the Sikrikan, then it's then it's veiled, just like the case of the husband and a wife. If the, if the wife herself sold the property and then the husband agreed to it, that's okay because she agreed to it. But if if uh, if you, the husband sold her property, the property was designated for Ksuba, and then you went and you got permission from the wife, she consented, that looks like you know she was forced. She felt that she was obligated to in order to keep peace in the, ha- in the house. So here we're talking about the Sikrikan, the Ruga Muhammad, Amr Biofman. like this, Midasid. Happy is the person who's always afraid, always thinks about the consequences of his actions. He thinks about if he does something bad, what's going to happen because of that? What's going to happen if I do this? Always think, but the person who hardens his heart will fall into evil. Things bad are going to happen to him. This is the story of Kamsa Bar Kamsa. Kamsa Bar Kamsa is the story of these two guys. One was named Kamsa, was named Bar Kamsa, Rishlam was destroyed. That's going to be the first story. Atanagol, Atanagol, also because of a rooster and a hand car of Tormalka. Tormalka was destroyed. Ashaka de Rispa, because of the side of a carriage, a carriage like a litter in which women ride. Har Beta, Beta was, Betar was destroyed. Akamsa by Kamsa Harishalain, the Hugaver, there was a man, the Rachme Kamsa, his friend was Kamsa. Baal Jabalbe, Bar Kamsa was his enemy. Of it, he made a meal. Amalei Shami told his assistant there, Zilaisli Kamsa, go invite Kamsa to the meal. Osley made a mistake. I said, Bar Kamsa, he bought Bar Kamsa. We all know the story. He bought Bar Kamsa by mistake. Oska, now the host came, Ashkei Dabi, Osley was sitting on the lake. You're my enemy, my boss. What are you doing over here? Come, get out. Amalei, hold boss. And since I came already, Shaf can let me be. I'll pay you for my meal. Amalei, low. No. I don't accept it. Get out. I'll pay for half of the whole feast for everybody. Half of the whole wedding I'll pay for. I'll pay for the whole, I'll pay for the whole event. I'll pay the whole cater, everything. He took my hand and he lifted, he picked him up and threw him out. So this guy, this bar comes and said, the rabbis were there. They embarrassed me like this. They were sitting there. They didn't say anything. They're happy. That they to be embarrassed. I'm going to go and ran on them to the uh, to the to the king to the emperor and cause trouble. They malk at the king at the emperor. Also, I'm like the case. He told the emperor, Mardavich, the Jews are rebelling against you. I'm like me, Emer. How can you tell? How can you prove that? I'm like shut like over. Send them a carbon and see if they offer the carbon or if they or if they uh, you know revolt against you. They're not going to bring your carbon. Chazis imikamalei says, "Go bring a carbon. See if they're mocked with the carbon." Azul shadabiyadei eglatos. They brought a nice carbon, like a third grown, or it's the third. Uh, it's the third animal born to its mother, or it's a third grown. It's a good. They brought him a nice carbon. Adikvasi barakamsa was bringing the carbon. Shadabe mume. He put a blemish. Benipsa sam in the upper lip. Amila bedok shmaim or in the eye, in the wide of the eye. Duchta the lidon avi moment. For us, that's a mum. We can't bring this carbon. Leduvavim. The Goyim don't consider that a blemish, but we do consider it a blemish. So therefore, he knew that the rabbis wouldn't bring the carbon. 
So several of Baran Lekuv, they wanted to bring Mishim Shalmachas. Listen, the king sent him, maybe we should bring it down. They amulur of Zachariah Ba'af Kul, it's low. Yomar Bali Mumim Kregling got Mizbech. People think you can bring a, a blemished animal to Mizbech. So they figure, let's kill Bar Kamsa. The Luz of Lema, maybe we kill Bar Kamsa. He won't go back and report that we didn't bring the carbon. Amulur of Zachariah, Yomar Makul Mumim Bekachim Yar, just because he put a moment in Kachim, we're going to kill him. Amar Yochan and the Sanusah of Zachariah, because he was such a uh, because of, he was so scrupulous that he he didn't want to you know kill Barkamsa and he didn't want to bring the carbon because their hechrivas beitano our our bias was destroyed they burnt the hechal because some of and we were and we were exiled right and we were exiled and that's what start this whole story so then the emperor sent uh, uh, Nero to try to uh, destroy Beis uh, we'll see he wasn't able to do it. He became a Balchuba, he became a, uh, a Ger, etc. And the whole story of, uh, of the Chorban that's brought down, all because, because a person didn't want to give in. He didn't want to give in. He didn't want to let the, let the guy stay for the meal. And this caused all the problems. We'll continue this tomorrow. Mitzvah Shem. Thank you.